0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Real Estate Podcast, the intersection between the latest trends in real estate and its impact on our everyday lives. We're your hosts, Alex Norman.
1: And Jamie Blonde. And you've come to the right location. The real estate starts now. In today's episode, Cosmopolitan Jungle, We explore the intersection between the magical paradise destinations around the world and how they are transported to places where people live and work. Our guest is Apollonia Keys and Marie Martinez, founder, spokesperson, lifestyle and branding specialist and communications director for AMI Global, a consulting firm based in Tulum, Mexico, that pioneers regenerative experiences, combining conscious tourism, holistic well-being and entertainment. Anne-Marie is also the creator of Cosmopolitan Jungle, a new experience coming to Tulum on October 19th, which we are very excited to learn more about. Anne-Marie, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show,
2: Anne-Marie. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I do go by Apollonia these days, so I just want to put that out there, guys. Anne-Marie is my earth name, but as you know, when we become uh, a little bit more awakened and enlightened, we decide to choose choose our names. So I go by Apollonia.
1: That's terrific, Apollonia. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: A little bit about myself. I am a Colombian, Italian, Irish, New York, born and bred Queens girl. My dad uh, was the first in his generation to come to the Americas. He met my mom at an early age. Uh, They met... um, when my mom was going to hairdressing school and my dad was going to English school, they got together, they fell in love. And here I am.
0: I love that story. Uh, You know, I want to unpack a bit, uh, your, your background um, and how you came across um, this, this beautiful, beautiful journey. Um, But for our listeners, I want to give a little background of the term conscious tourism, and it can be defined as, an alternative model to traditional tourism, and that it is based on principles of socio and economic justice, and offers spiritually fulfilling experiences to travelers without negatively affecting the environment and local cultures this is very, very important. Yes. So um, with that being said, you know, Apollonia, can you tell us about your journey and how you got into the space?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're talking about conscious, conscious tourism, I've been in the hospitality and entertainment space for over two decades. And I've lived internationally as a, an ambassador for a handful of luxury brands in emerging cities that required us to really create hype where people would want to visit these key industry cities. And during that time of my career, we were really selling what I think today was not me in my fullest power and working from my highest self. Um, You know, I was in the world of materialism, therefore, there was nothing conscious about that, right? I was selling a, a specific image that people feel that they need to live up to. So when we talk about conscious tourism, we talk about inviting people, inviting individuals who are curious, who are seeking, and even those who may not yet know that they're seeking something by showcasing to them what it truly means to be a conscious traveler. It's about knowing And understanding that when you visit a specific place that you are a visitor, so you should ask permission, you should learn the local culture and language, and you should take care of it the same way you would your home. This is why I felt so impassioned to go back into the industry and to rebrand and reposition the PR company AMI Global as a mission driven, regenerative lifestyle PR agency, because I want people to see that being conscious can be cool and traveling and connecting with people on a conscious level are really an invitation for you to become a better version of yourself and to expand in ways that you haven't before, because you're amongst people who are living and walking the talk and who are embodying different ethos and different practices that complement them to become good citizens in the world and who contribute to the overall ecosystem in a responsible manner.
0: You know, you mentioned, um, and thank you for that. You you mentioned travel right now you're in Tulum, but you've been all over the world. Uh, And can you tell us a little bit about um, some of the places that you've been and the experiences and learnings that you have now being more conscious and aware and why and the importance of Tulum and why, and why you're there. And why are you talking to us from, from this beautiful city in, in, in Mexico?
2: Yeah. So I'm, I'm in, I'm in Tulum right now. I'm actually at Velvet House. It's a really cool clubhouse here. A uh, little hidden gem. I'm all about the hidden gems being from New York. <laughs> you know, when I, um, when I started uh, traveling for work, I noticed that there was so much to see outside of where I grew up, right? Being in in New York, which is a melting pot. But I got exposed to so many different cultures and I learned the different etiquettes in business uh, by understanding and learning the cultures in Dubai, living in the Middle East, living in Ibiza, Spain, living in London, living in the Caribbean of the Turks and Caicos. So really learning how different uh, ethnicities and cultures operate. And then being in an industry of entertainment and hospitality, learning how different cultures and traditions are in these different places, and then having an understanding from a psychological level of what these different cultures and individuals found to be the, the big dream. And being an American, it was the American dream, when in fact, when we're outside of America, we don't usually have the best reputation. And I felt like in these other cities, I had to really show that I was an, indi- an individual who practiced and lived by a certain code of ethics in which I could showcase a positive example of what it was to work in my industry and work in my industry where I never compromised my morals or myself. And that's a lot what, of what can happen when you work in the entertainment industry, we are led to believe through marketing through promotions and through mainstream media that there's something that we need to be and do in order to be successful and i'm here to share that that is the absolute not truth well i think
1: one can make the case that that it's different for for different people it's what the human being brings with them all the baggage of their life where they're from their culture how they're educated how they're raised what they've seen what they've endured. And I think that changes the outlook of what to you is the quote-unquote dream in terms of, of, of going through your life and, and 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 growing through your life and experiencing things that you want to experience in the short time that we all have here. Yeah, you mentioned Tulum quite a bit. I was recently at Tulum with Alex celebrating his birthday last November. I grew up in Brazil, which is also a third world country, uh, which also has a lot of beautiful nature, has a lot of issues in terms of capital and socialism and rich and very poor uh, and dichotomies in society. And, and I'd be very curious what it was about Tulum. I'd love to get your opinion. What is it that Tulum that makes it special? And what that, what was it about it that clicked with you that allowed you your journey of discovery and and what resonated with you personally?
2: Sure. Sure. I'd love to share that. Well, first to, to to just comment on what you said about individuals and uh, their personal experiences. That's absolutely right. We all look through life through our own lens and we all live in our own worlds in our head. So that's why the journey to self-discovery, you know, being, becoming awakened and enlightened to who you truly are is what I believe is happening in the world right now. And Tulum, what Tulum has done and has been for me has been activating It has actually opened me up to deal and look at all of my shadows, work through them, heal my relationships and become the best possible version of myself. I believe that I have an unspoken agreement with the land because it has allowed me to really see who I truly am. And that is an individual that believes in the world being a harmonious, peaceful place. And I've experienced that by living here and being amongst the community of people that live here and who are like-minded Tulum, I, you know, I ended up here because I got a call from a friend that was like, Hey, my, my boyfriend's going to Tulum. Why don't, why don't we go with him? And I was like, bro, if we're going to go to Tulum, like, let's do it. Right. Like, let's go for like a month. This was during the pandemic, September, 2020. And he's like, all right. And he's like, let's do it. But he kept stalling and he wouldn't commit. And I had a friend from New York who who, who, I, who I, I know for years that lived in Cancun. And she kept asking me to do these retreats with her, with a shaman that she was working with from the Mashika tribe. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'm, I'm open to do the plant medicine and I'm open to work on a retreat. So let's put something together. So when we were getting closer to the date, my friend was not committing. And I'm like, I'm out of here. So I packed my bags in LA and I packed them knowing that I was never going to go back. I had a 23 pound luggage. I went to Tulum. I landed in Mexico, and right there, Spirit said to me in the taxi, "Yep, this is it. We're not going home."
0: And that's fascinating, right? Because I think not everyone has the same experience though in Tulum, right? I think you know during the pandemic was unique, where people wanted to go places that were the furthest away from their their situation, their and that day. were open.
1: They were still do- partying. They were still right. everything was open.
0: Right. I love and this so-
2: question. I love yeah, where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah you know, TV. I'm going
0: with this. Right. Uh, and so, you know, y- you don't just land uh, in Tulum, get off the plane, you know, get your passport stamped or what have you. And then all of a sudden you're transformed into this magical experience. I mean, it, it is, it is a journey, right? You, you know, you, you have to, in some ways you have to kind of go off the beaten path to be connected um, with, um, with that, with that that power and that energy that you speak of because it's not, it's not a signpost on the main road. Right? So what would, what do you, what about your experiences that you are, that you are building uh, that can help the average person transform themselves into this magical, um, you know, spiritual entity that you're talking about? Because I think you know, there's, it, it can't just be press a button and okay, all of a sudden I'm here. Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, I love, I love that you asked this question. Well, first of all, you know we are energy, right? And different places in the world, on the planet, have more energy than others, depending on where they're located. And Tulum's story and history, it is said that there was a meteor crash many, many, many moons ago, right? And here you had the trade with the Mayans who would trade their cacao. So they had a, a port here the energy is extremely, extremely high and we're on water. So it's not very grounding. So Tulum, much like what's happening in the world with Pachamama, the planet Earth, it regenerates itself. So if you don't belong here, it will spit you right back out. And that's why people have different experiences and not everyone stays. A big majority does, but when it's time for you to go, it lets you know. So it's a teacher. And a lot of places are like that. If we can see them for what they are, and then take the beauty and the positive from it and the lesson. The experiences that we're creating and what we're doing here is that we're building bridges. We're building bridges from Tulum to the world and we're saying, hey, there's an opportunity here. That opportunity could be as easy as you just coming and laying on the beach, allowing yourself to be immersed in the nature in this jungle beach experience. It can be a a transformative retreat Are you ready to explore yourself? Are you seeking deeper meaning and connection? Is there something that you wanna work on that you've been running away from? Because this is the place where you can look at it. The third is inviting a network, cultivating a community and saying, here you have like-minded, here you have access to people who may be speaking the language that you have been wanting to understand. And here's an open invitation to see what that's like. And if you're looking for something new and different, perhaps this is going to be your place because it is the metropolis of dreams.
0: <laughs> wow, I love that. So speaking about spitting out, like I, last time I was there, I was there for my birthday and I'm I'm a November baby. Uh, and I, were, we're all... All right. Well, well it's co- the next one's
1: coming, oh, coming. I, I think I think oh, the statute shit. of limitations is over for that, but okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Right,
0: right. We okay. In October.
2: Well, we just we have Alex coming. Let's in say happy next birthday
0: with. would be a better one. That's right. That's right. Well, so so you know, talking about spitting people out, like there was a moment in which uh, we were all going through our festivities and and there was a there's a the, the villa that we were staying in had a sort of part earth, part granite Design. And so there was a patch of plants that out jumped this massive scorpion. Remember that, James? <laughs> yeah, it jumped out of nowhere. at one point I'm thinking this is wow, this is a great omen when I realized, well, this probably is not a good this is not a good thing to happen. His maybe, journey wasn't my journey. <laughs> right? I was like, yeah, I'm a scorpio, this is amazing. Uh, but um, I, I definitely think that well, maybe that something the jungle was telling me something, which is why I did to go back. Um, and uh, hopefully not to relive the experience, but to understand that I've embraced it and want to and want to give it a second chance. So, but I think you know the the part that I want to just unpack a bit um, is uh, the work that you're doing uh, in these events. So, what does the event consist of? Is is are there are there is there entertainment? Is it is it, is it, is it meditative? Is it healing? Is it restorative? Yeah. What are some yeah. of the things that that you that, you, um, that people can who, who will go to your event can expect to experience? Yeah.
2: Sure. Th- thanks for asking that question because I think it's really important that as an experienced curator and somebody who's been doing it for quite a long time, who has been sought after to guide someone on a journey, having been on both sides now, I feel like it's really important for those who, yet, who don't yet understand it to give them something that is familiar to them. So the events are sophisticated yet understated. They're in hidden gems and they're minimalistic, but they're also very fabulous. You know, for me, vibrant colors and bringing together the scents and sounds and bringing people on a euphoric, immersive experience. And that's from anything from a dinner party to a wellness wellness day, you know, if you're doing some form of uh, expansive regenerative health practices and modalities. I'm a big believer in merging. I like to do it all from my Gene Keys human design to drinking a cacao and working with the shaman to going into a Temescal sweat lodge to going to secret caves where the Mayans held ritual to sitting in a lagoon in the waters and working with a therapist and doing a form of therapy to heal and release. So you're talking about a mixed bag of what it is to live this lifestyle you know it is a lifestyle cosmopolitan jungle is about living a lifestyle where you get to do and have it all and it doesn't mean what some of us have believed that to be and what is showcased to us as what it means to have it all to have it all and to be free to have real freedom is to be able to stick to your feet on the uh, you know on the, on the ground or, or on in the beach or in the ocean and to feel free where they, where you can breathe where you're not limited and i feel like that's why it's so important for people to understand that this is all about wellness you being well and giving yourself that luxury
1: well is this is this a day is this a month is this a year because people have jobs they have to earn a living there's Responsibilities, they have families. How do you it's not I mean it's it's great that's an amazing journey that you're able to get in a taxi in LA and go, I have just realized that I'm making a major change in my life and you're yeah. so accomplished and you have so much experience in the industry you're in that it sounds like you could do it from anywhere. But for a lot of regular people who might want to go to Tulum for a week or even for two weeks, how do they what how can they take something from that experience yeah. when they can't upend their whole life and all of a sudden live, you know, in a shack by the beach?
2: Yeah. Well, I don't live on a shack on the beach. And um, I think that there are a lot of entrepreneurs that are working from here. There are a lot of digital nomads and people in the crypto space. You have a ton of branding specialists, architects, visionaries that come here. This is a place that you can come and visit for a week, or you can come for a month, or you don't have to leave at all. The idea is that we have something for everyone, because there is an ethos and a lifestyle. And that is through this wellness entertainment experience. So whether you're flying in for a dinner party, or you're coming in here for a leisure experience, or you're coming here for a retreat, you can come in for a day, you can come in for a week or a month, it all depends on the individual. In most cases, people come here and they extend they don't want to leave right away because they fall in love with Tulum.
0: You know, I actually when when you I'm just still stuck on the um on the some of the experiences that that sound amazing to me. Uh, more specifically, the mezcal sweat lodge. So I, I I imagine that that we're just sitting in a in a room literally where the mezcal like plant is like no, no, no. smoking. It's, <laughs> it's, it's actually
2: te Mezcal. Uh, it's Temescal.
0: Uh, oh, okay, okay. And and so explain to our listeners what that is. Cause because
2: Yeah, no, sorry about that. So there's mezcal and temescal. Mezcal is the spirit and that's the agave plants, right, that the maestros on the farm take care of during a certain season, and then they grow that and it's fermented and you drink it and you drink the spirit of the plants, you sip it, they said, they say you're giving a besitos, which you're giving a kisses, you sip it slow. The temescal is you going into a stone sweat lodge with a shaman and other individuals who sit in a circle where they feed it with hot coal, and they put different herbs, and plants into the hot stone in which you breathe in, and you chant and you sing for four rounds, it gets hotter and hotter as they keep bringing stones in there. So from a wellness perspective, it's a really great way to detoxify to release to get rid of any uh, joint pain muscle ache to open up your chest cavity so that you can breathe better. Somebody like me who has a lot of issues with my sinuses, or if I've gotten a cold, I don't take over-the-counter medicine. I go do a temescal
1: and uh, what is the drug there's also a drug that that the mayans used to have the indians used to take that everybody goes down to mexico aaron rodgers the football player went down and they take and they go on this journey it's a, it's a hallucinatory drug i forget the name
2: i don't know anything about a drug i know about medicinal plant medicine which is sacred and that's called ayahuasca
1: that's it yeah
2: yeah so ayahuasca which you would know this being brazilian is very big in the brazilian uh tribe and community and also in the Colombian indigenous uh, traditions, which is the ayahuasca. And it is mixed with another herb, which you cook for many, many hours from a tree. And it is referred to as the grandmother medicine, it carries the energy of a grandmother, it's not very forgiving. So when you drink this ayahuasca, what ayahuasca does is that it does bring you into your deepest self where it shows you what you see about yourself. It shows you what you think about and what you loop about. It shows you what you're doing to stop yourself from being your greatest version, and it makes you sit with it. That's the ayahuasca. But then you have Huachuma, San Pedro, which is the grandfather. That's another medicine, and that medicine is more grounding. It's more related to nature with the serpent's energy. It's more forgiving, and it's a heart opener. So it's a really great way to open up and connect and have have yourself feel again and heal your relationships
0: yeah you know, on that on that note uh i've i've heard a lot about ayahuasca how and then there's you know a lot more folks have been been introduced um within medicine ceremonies and so forth not just in tulum but around the world um and it does it's is transformative i have yet to 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 experience it but i have friends and 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 colleagues that have and uh, it is it is quite it is quite uh, transformative in a in a, in the most positive um, yeah. way possible. So um, the experiences that you provide in your retreats um, are very diverse, uh, and it sounds like it. Um, in some cases, it, you give the opportunity for your guests to 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 take their own journey and to do things um, to experience things in their own way.
2: Yeah, and I I will tell you this, you know, because uh, we are in the era of like the neo shaman and everybody, you know, they, they, they ingest psilocybin. And then next week, they want to, they want to serve psilocybin, or they do some ayahuasca ceremony, all of a sudden, they're a shaman. It doesn't work that way. You have to have a respect for the medicine. And you got to you got to allow the elders to do what the elders do, and learn from the elders and keep those traditions alive and keep them sacred. So I will say that as a disclaimer here on, on the podcast today, because you have to be very mindful and you have to allow the medicine to come to you. You don't go looking for the medicine. When it's your time, the medicine shows up for you. I do not serve those medicines, but I do uh, I, I have uh, consumed and, and sat with the medicine and, and been in these retreats. And I do know responsible individuals that do host and facilitate these retreats. I also do believe that that is not something that we want to offer individuals right away because people have to be ready. You want to initiate people. That's why you first initiate them on this uh, more social level so that you can understand where people are in their journey because the medicine is not for everybody.
1: So tell us a little bit about Cosmopolitan Jungle per se. You've done that in different cities. You're doing that in Tulum. What is that experience and how does that differ if you're doing it outside of Tulum versus if you're doing it in Tulum?
2: Yeah, well, you know, cosmopolitan and Jungle was birthed here. You know, I, I I woke up one day and I was like, you know, I love art deco. I love vibrant colors. I've always been so creative in my homes. I love this French Nouveau vibe, but I haven't really seen it here. Like, what would that look like for me if I had, like, a little dope spot that I dressed up that way? Or what would it look like if my home, you know, if my home was set up this way? Like, what's available to me here with this with this look and feel knowing that I still love to get dressed up. I'm not putting on six inch heels anymore. But I'm, I'm, I'm getting dressed up for the party. I like to look good. So cosmopolitan was birthed from me really wanting to embody my, my fullest um, expression through the clothes that I wear, you know, to keeping that essence of me alive, the, the part that likes to have fun and get dressed up. Because in Tulum, it's very, very jungle, it can get very hot. So there was a time people get a lot more dressed up now. But there was a time that people were not getting dressed up. And when I say get dressed up, I'm not talking about champagne showers and sparklers. That's very anti Tulum. I'm talking about, you know, really um, taking pride in what you look like and wanting to get dressed up for the party and then be amongst amongst your friends where there's just like a complimentary fashion taste where you want to enjoy yourselves in a room together and celebrate. So that's the original way that Cosmopolitan Jungle came to life. And then I realized that throughout the years, I've been writing for different magazines, and I thought Cosmopolitan Jungle by Apollonia Keys, this would be a really cool column. And I would like to start writing about that. So it started as a blog post where I just talked about, you know, a little bit of my life in New York, and what it was like that at that time in my life, when I saw myself as the "it" quote unquote, it girl and what what that really created in my mind about feeling the need to be uh, liked and wanted and desired and, and, and putting up this, this, uh, this, putting this pressure and putting up this show and acting like I was a- always good, when I really wasn't, I found that I was struggling with who I was trying to be with this persona versus struggles that I had with my mental health and depression. So Cosmopolitan Jungle was this story about being able to come into a place where I felt safe and I could be all the things I was and not not have to hide if I didn't feel well and not trying to people please, but just be who I naturally am at my core. So Cosmopolitan Jungle is not only a column and an experience, but it's also a network. It's a network of like-minded individuals. It's people who embody and carry different skills and gifts and who we'll bring them to the table when we're together and share.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting when I, you know, when I was in New York, there were a lot of clubs <clears throat> clubs that would get together of people who had similar experiences like when Club Med was very popular people would get together people they'd met at Club Med would meet in New York. The Burning Man, all the burners, they get together periodically in a lot of different places. Yeah. And it almost seems like they're trying to recreate that joyous feeling they had at that event or at that offsite or at that journey. Uh, I, I don't even know if it's possible, maybe that when you recreate things in your mind or you bring back the memories, you might even have some physical at- attributes. You might even create some physical attributes that help you in terms of de-stressing and things like that. But it seems to me like, like anytime you can get people together that have, that have shared an experience, it can continue to enhance the experience long after it might've faded away. Is that ca- something that you're trying to work on as well?
2: No, it's not actually. It's actually a, a way of being. It's a state of mind. I don't want to recreate anything. I don't want to relive something I did in the past because I want to live in the present. That's the gift.
0: Yeah, I think I think Jamie's talking about having a flashback. <laughs> okay, so when you go on a bender, Jamie, right, just <laughs> so so, um, but really, <laughs> but really, when um, uh, you know, I want to just get into this notion that you know, you, you know, you're in Tulum you've uh, had an event in New York um, I you obviously used to live uh, in California Los Angeles um, Tell us a little bit about uh, the the importance of these cities obviously we're, we're, we're at the very very beginning of a time in where people are looking inward and understanding about their own well-being and, and wanting yeah. to um, to create better environments for their own selves as well as for others so the very early days of that, uh, and people in in California and in new York and, ex- and around the world are are feeling feeling the need. where Where do you see this going? Do, do you see this um, expanding in those cities? You see this expanding in Tulum? What is next for you? What is next for the cosmopolitan jungle brand? And where do you see and how do you see more people around the world engaging in what you have to offer? Yeah,
2: you know, uh, so, California is not where I'm building a bridge right now, uh, or not yet. Uh, We launched during Climate Week in New York, and I love that we did that because I felt like I was talking to my audience. I think that what I'm doing right now with these pop-up events and activations outside of Tulum are to be able to curate our audience and to invite these other like-minded, innovative, uh, visionary individuals to see what is possible here because those are more of the people that we would like to invite here. You know, at one time, there was a big boom here, right, during the the, the pandemic due to the fact that you said it was, you know, uh, one of the cities, one of the places that was only open, right? And I talked about regeneration and those that stayed and those that left or were spit right back out. Well, right now, Tulum has regenerated itself again. So it's going through a new wave. And that new wave is an invitation for those that want to live this luxurious, minimalistic lifestyle experience to come and see us here. So I think that when you ask about the future of Cosmopolitan Jungle or what where it is that, you know, that we're going, what people can expect, we're going to be hosting pop-up events in New York and in Miami. We're going to tap into the Austin, Texas market. We're looking for, um, we're not looking for, shall I say, We want to be amongst the free thinkers uh, and the believers and those who are brave enough to believe that there's something else out there and who want to unite with other individuals that way, because we're going through a massive shift right now. We're going through an ascension period. So the ascension has everything to do with our level of consciousness. So what reality do you want to create?
1: It sounds very uh, positive for Tulum, for the state, for the country of Mexico, for the visibility of what they have to offer, their culture, et cetera, their energy, as you've mentioned a couple of times. Are you involved at all with the government of Mexico? Are they sponsoring this? Are they aware
2: of this? Are they involved at all? Oh, I need you on the team. Good question. (laughs) Well, I mean, here's the deal. I um before I went, went to New York. I um, I asked myself, if I'm going to be in Tulum, what am I going to do here? I'm a community builder. I love my community. When I walk down my block, I feel like I'm, I'm like J-Lo. J-Lo on the block. Everybody, you know, <laughs> oh, hey. everybody, throw their hands up in the air. I love that. It reminds me of my days of growing up in Queens, you know, my neighborhood, my crew, my spot. So before I left for New York, I, um, I just had this download. And I was like, I'd really love to do a block party. I would love, love, love to do a block party, like old school vibes you know, uh, visors, coolers outside. And somebody said to me, well, why don't we do it? I said, yeah, are you down? They were like, yeah, let's do it. And they're like, well, how do you envision it? I said, I envision closing down seven blocks and all the businesses putting their uh, their businesses out on the street and us doing almost like a San Gennaro type feast on the block. So my other friend comes along and say, hey, by the way, I can get you that permission and we can close down all the streets. So he got me involved with the government and the municipality. They love the idea. They said, what do you want to do with this? I said, I want this to be a community and social development project. I want us to educate tourists to be here responsibly. I want to keep traditions alive in a modern way. And I want to highlight and showcase the artists, the talent, the culture, and the gastronomy of Tulum, and show how we have created something here by getting together with the community so that we could create a culture of our very own. So Taste of Tulum is set to launch next month. And Taste of Tulum will be with the municipality support to close down the streets. But we're looking at creating an experience where people journey. And they journey into a place where they see that you're around not what the media has shown you, but you're around the place that you you could potentially live in.
0: So I, I I'm I love that. First of all, sign me up, right? Um, if there's uh, a block party and and uh, someone with shaved ice, uh, ices,
1: <laughs> I mean- they sell socks and, <laughs> and corn on the cob too. Or yeah, is that a, I mean, it's totally. just a New York party?
0: Totally. <laughs> so so to so, so all the 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 free thinkers and all the believers out there uh, Tulum is is for you uh, cosmopolitan jungle taste of Tulum uh, it is the experience that that you need um, to enlighten yourself and and, and and bring and bring your, your spirituality forward so um, Apollonia is a it's been a pleasure to spend this time with you and to hear your journey and to fully understand what you've created uh, and will continue to create um, for for people around the world. I also want to say
1: thank you for coming on and and educating our listeners, not only on what a personal journey can be like and how rewarding it can be as yours was, but also what opportunities there are out there for people who want to go down that path, how they can, there is help and support and people who have been through that journey, who can help guide you through that journey and help you reach the state of mind that you want to reach in during your lifetime. So thank you very much for coming on.
2: You're so welcome. You're so welcome. And I think that, you know, for those who are interested in learning more, I've written a couple of articles that perhaps would be helpful, you know, on conscious tourism called The Spirit of Tulum on uh, ApolloniaKeys.com on that website under articles. I think it'd be a really nice, easy read because I'm not scolding anyone. I'm not saying that we're any better or more enlightened. All I'm saying is this is what I learned, this is what worked for me, and maybe whatever I share will help you too. And if it does, then I'm doing my job as a, as a citizen of the world.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you. You're welcome.
1: You've been listening to The Real Estate Podcast. Give us a quick review and rating on iTunes. Check out our website at therealestate.co, and let us know if there are any new topics you'd like to hear us address. We love hearing your feedback. See you next week.